number seven of water we are the root yes. and we are still celebrating black history month we are so happy black history month and it's the month of love and this weekend is going to be valentine's day weekend is it yes it's sunday <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get something all nice love. for your honey love, love. <laughs> all love love he gets me that's true i am the gift <laughs> That's so funny. Shout out to April, but like I was like asking her today, I was like, "What do you get your husband?" And she was like, "Girl, I am the president." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we love it here, but I'm Earl here, joined by the lovely Ivy and we're really excited for episode seven because we are going to be getting to the root of love. Aww. I know. <laughs> Last week we talked about joy. That was really fun, and we talked about like how much we laughed and just like really explored all levels of black joy and i feel like we're on a roll in terms of really unpacking a lot of um what do we call them a lot of ancestral traumas and like kind of like digging really deep into like emotional barriers that some of us carry because of the history as black people right things that we don't even know about mm -hmm. and so it's kind of nice to really focus on the lighter parts because yeah. you know love is isn't that what they say that all the kids need? Love, all we need, all is, we need love. is love. Yes, love is our true uh, divine nature. It's yeah. the essence of who we are. It's the essence of the most abundant power. It comes from unconditional love. Yes. The power to co-create our lives more clearly and more intentionally is rooted in love. <laughs> and we love to see and it. we love to see it. <laughs> It's so true. And I think that, you know, in our culture, we are a people who love so hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you look into, like, black families and, like, we were even talking about sometimes, you know, we love a little too hard with our kids. Is <laughs> <laughs> to the point of wanting to shield them from everything and sometimes everyone. Yeah. Um, but I do love the way that we passionately um, just put our all into, like, the relationships that we that we really care about yeah. and our families. Um, but I really wanted to like lay the foundation and kind of like start with a really, you know, <laughs> hard question of what is love? Right. Because a lot of, I think the, the telltale or what people like to just quickly debate is whether it is a feeling mm -hmm. or, you know, people are like, no, it's a choice, which I think it is. Because we're can choose choosing. love. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's a mixture of both. What do yeah. you think? Yeah, that's, I think, a very layered question, right? Yeah. Because even just as you're saying it, I'm like thinking about that. There is definitely like, it can be used in so many ways. Like the mm. act of love, the feeling of love, the yeah. essence of love, the intention of love, yeah. a loving energy, a loving presence. Being love. Being yeah. Being love. Love, love, love. <laughs> My name is Ari Love. Love. <laughs> love it up. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, when it all comes down to what love is i think love is the foundation mm. of our existence mm. and i think whenever we are moving away from our most true nature yeah. is when we are being pulled away from love 
So like fear is like the polar opposite, Mm, right? So whenever we're in fear, you know, there's that reference of the absence of God. Fear is the absence of God. And I think that really, Mm. if you break that down and even take it out of like the religious context and look at it just from a vibrational standpoint, love is when we are tapped into our soul to our spirit to who we really are yeah and the further or the closer you get to fear is the further you get away from that essence Hmm. so i mean i think unconditional love is like really the thing that most needs to be unpacked because we talk about love casually i think in everyday life yeah but unconditional love that's like next next level type shit you know that's like the that's the goal right yeah right and attaining that takes practice and i think that when you can create relationships that are based in unconditional love yeah is when you really find um a different level of patience compassion Mm. and understanding yeah it's so true because you know i think that the saying goes the people who test you the most are the people who are closest to you that you love the most, you know? Of course. Yeah, because, I mean, we spend, A, the most amount of time with them. Right. And then, B, they know our buttons to right. sometimes. Right. And so it's like, thank God I love you because I would go oops upside your head if you were somebody <laughs> else. Um, but I do think that, and a lot of what you were saying what I was feeling from you is like that love is freedom. Mm, it always comes back, back to, to freedom. Yes. Like we were created to be free. Absolutely. And I love that you started with like that was like essentially that was our our framework, right? right? From birth, we were born with this innate love. Created by love. Created by like, love. It's like it's like it's that's our roots. Yeah. Our root we're rooted in love. Yeah, yeah. And so when we move away from that, like you said, to fear, I always think about like in relationships that are like not operating in their fullest, highest, truest forms of love. Mm-hmm. I find that there is a lopsided sense of control. Yeah. So one person might want to control the other. And where is control rooted in? Control is rooted in fear. Right. Fear and lack. <laughs> fear yeah. and lack. Yeah. And that's why when you sometimes feel like, um, what's the word? Suffocated mm-hmm. by someone. Not, it doesn't even have to be romantic. It could be like um, a friendship or a part or, you know, anyone. Like, yeah. that's when people tend to run away because nobody wants to feel constricted. Right. You know, because love, freedom. Right allows me it's it's like i am secure in myself and i know that i love you and you love me and when you go and you do your thing i'm rooting you on i'm not worried about it right when i'm doing my thing you're rooting me on you're not worried about it right and so i think that i think that that's where i find the most um resistance in like dating in like our generation Mm. because i think there's a lot of control within i don't know where it comes from where do you where does that come from yeah i think lack is always something that um comes up when it comes to interactions with other people because and i think we don't necessarily look at that way i think lack is uh too strongly tied to the idea of like abundance and financials and and all that but i think it's so much more than that because Mm -hmm. anytime that you are impatient or feeling the need to control and hold on to something that's coming from lack and Mm. so when you're able like you were saying with relationships 
to find that dynamic of not being codependent, I yeah. think is something that we're starting to unearth like yes. on a grand scale where we realize that like most of the foundations of our relationships are very codependent. Yeah. <laughs> and until we can recognize and understand what that is, it is difficult to know that you're not just in this like loving, unconditional, like perfect relationship. We've normalized the mm. idea of like needing to like check in on somebody and somebody needs to respect me by checking in and doing all these things that I think they need to do in order to make me feel comfortable. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yes, in the sense that like having compassion and understanding for each other and like creating like this cohesive ebb and flow with right. like um, each other's boundaries and each other's yeah. needs and desires, I think is healthy. Yes. But it's a thin line between that and having like really conditional love. Mm -hmm. You gotta do this, you gotta do that yeah, at this time. Yeah. yeah, and when you put those kinds of restrictions on someone, always, you know, my thing is to go back to vibrational and frequency vibes, right? And when you're putting out this energy of lack, you are actually pushing the person away from you. Mm, like, say it again. Yeah, say it because again. like if <laughs> I need to control you and I'm, and I'm grasping at you and I'm holding and clenching onto you, yeah. I mean... I know what that feels like on the opposite side of that. I'm someone who is very like averse to not feeling free. In all, in <laughs> and I all, love that about you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give us us free because <laughs> I have ancestral blood okay. that is running through my veins that says, no, 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 no. about it. I don't do boundaries. I don't do rules. I don't do laws. I don't do restrictions. I don't do anything that keeps me from freedom. So a relationship, <laughs> girl, bye. Bye. Like I love to be alone and mm. I know now that that is kind of a superpower and yes. we can all tap into that yeah. um, it's just something that takes a lot of unconditioning yeah. like you have to get those restrictions out of your mind first mm. before you can operate in that way where you become a magnet instead of someone who is just like literally grasping at things as they're being as they're running away from you really People, places, things, abundance, opportunities. Like, do you want to be a magnet? And the way you do that is to be in love, to mm. emit love. Mm. Right? Yes. I mean, so much yes. <laughs> because yeah. I think that it's so poignant that you even brought that up now that we are coming out of a year where we were, it's going to be almost a year that a lot of people are quarantined. Next month. Next month. Yeah. And so when you think about like what happened last year, mm -hmm. you were talking about grasping as in instead of be, like being a magnet instead of having to grasp. Right. And so I think that what a lot of people learned last year was like all your grasping and reaching, you can't control anything no. in life. Right. And I think why people do that a lot of the times is because they're running from themselves. Mm. And 2020 came and said, you can't run. I mean, you could technically, right? Because even though like we talked about this, I think in episode three, but, you know, essentially, this was a time that I took for myself to really dig deep and understand my own roots. Mm -hmm. Because I was always just reaching and, like, not necessarily reaching, but more so I was more adapting to the needs and desires of those around me as opposed to really trusting my inner self. Right. And so I love that you talked about the root being, like, love in, in yourself. Because yeah. then you're not grasping you're not trying to 
change and alter somebody else to make you feel good temporarily because honestly i don't want somebody that i have to mold and change because right. like that's boring that no like no. i want you to be you and that's right. sexy like i think that um be you, be you like simply put like if you are in this valentine's day and it's still a pandemic the panoramic <laughs> i like to call it um but I just feel like this Valentine's is a good day. It's a good time. It's a good reminder. I know people have different feelings about Valentine's mm-hmm. and I am right there with you. But I think it's a good time for extra self-love. Yeah. And even and especially if you are in a committed relationship, you need to have that self-love on full. Right. <laughs> so that you can give that to the people who need it, you know. Right. Right, yeah. you can't pour from an empty cup. You really can't. Yeah, and it's there's. I'm always saying, even in my yoga classes, like mm. anything that I do, I try to make sure that I make a point to say that like the work is internal. Mm-hmm. It's an inside job, and mm. because I'm saying this, because I'm also reminding myself with my own words that yeah. like we want to change and control so much outside of us. Yeah. And that can leave you feeling hopeless. Yes. Because you're like, how can I change everyone and everything? It's impossible. But yeah, yeah, you overwhelm yourself. So then you Mm -hmm. feel defeated. Yep. Right? So it's like, what's the point? And then you go into fear and like Mm. hopelessness. Yeah. Yeah. It gets dark. Yeah. It spirals. So the way that I can keep myself from going off into that direction is to just tap in and do inner work. Mm. Like meditate. um, Take time for myself. Spend time alone. Like... I don't know, you know, where everyone's states are at and everything, but I remember before I used to take myself to the movies by myself. I used to go out to Same. dinner by myself. Yep. Like <laughs> I've never been afraid to do things like that. Yeah. And I know that that can be uncomfortable for some people. And I think that if it does make you uncomfortable is the, the time that you're going to gain the most from mm. an experience like that. Yeah. To like really just not give a fuck what anyone thinks about mm. you. If anyone sees you and their judgments, that's yep. none of my business. No. Right. <laughs> I don't care. I'm enjoying myself. I love to eat here. I don't want to have to schedule with somebody else and see if they can make it. your business. Yeah, my business. And I will mind mine. And I will sit in foundation of loving myself Mm. so much that it becomes infectious. That's a magnet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I would want to come and join you. Like, just you know what I mean? Based off of that. Right. And so that's also empowering. Mm -hmm. Like, I was telling you, like, how little insider track but like i had some plans because i was doing not only dry january but i was also abstaining from other activities and i I had scheduled a little booty call coming in and then you know what i was just thinking i was like irie i bet you as soon as the month is over i'm not even gonna care anymore i'm gonna be so over this and sure enough like i was just like i don't need this in my mind i think what happens Mm -hmm. is in our minds coming from that place of lack we Mm -hmm. think oh well i need to go and get this thing to satisfy me because obviously going back to running from yourself there's something within me that i'm not fully embracing right and i think that that was like an empowering moment for myself because i was just like I don't need anything right now. Like, I feel really good. I feel so full. Right. And enriched in, like, my life and, like, the things that we're doing. And this is another thing I wanted to bring up when you were speaking was love is not something that we read about in books and we watch on movies that we all, we think is, like, this foreign thing. We sometimes forget, like, the small things about I am going to love 
cleaning my kitchen floors. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm going to love mm-hmm. the food we talked about last episode, ecstatic eating. Right. Did you practice that? <laughs> I always do. Okay, that's right. I Okay, so I practiced it. <laughs> did you? I did. How did it go? It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> and I tried it with some friends last night. Nice. And yeah, you're right. It can get a little risque. It but is. It is. It was, it's just, I don't know. I just love. Yeah. I love everything about that. Yeah. Because again, if you're putting love and joy into the things that you're doing, like the small things, right. I think it, it does trickle into all the areas of your life. Yeah. We don't realize. Like right. we, we can't compartmentalize mm-hmm. love and in this is when I'm going to at 10 a.m. I'm going to love my neighbor. Like no, like it's it's an everyday act of being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Embodiment. Embodiment. Yeah. When you embody them. That's exactly what I was thinking when you were saying that. It's just like when you decide to not act on something because out of a need or out of a lack is when you are embodying love. Because when you embody love, Mm. you don't really need anything. I mean, to the next level, there's like these gurus and monks who literally didn't even need food and water because they were just so tapped into the frequency of love that it literally fed their bodies. Okay, that's offensive to me because I, <laughs> I need food. <laughs> that's offensive to me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, no, there's, like, there's infinite levels, yes. right, of everything. And yes. it's just really about finding what your embodiment yes. of love really looks like. Mm. By okay, I love that because I feel like that takes the pressure off of it having to look a certain way. Yes, no, because yeah. we're removing judgment, right? We're mm. always removing judgment. Peel That's that like, judgment away. Yeah, yeah. judgment okay. detox. Yes. Embody the love. Be free and allow others to be free. Yeah, because what works for you in your relationship that might you might be coming from a great place giving me advice. But it may just be the opposite of what I need to be doing. You know, and And allowing space for that. Yes, I think that's also another thing that comes down when we do like our fitness stuff is like Mm. people want advice on diet and how much they should work out, and it's like, or they see people you thriving, and you're like, what is your fitness journey? And they want to copy you, and I'm just like, I always try to make it really clear that like what works for me might literally do the opposite for you. Yes. And yes. it's really just about how it makes you feel because your emotions are your guidance system. Yes. So when oh you are God. stepping out of your true divine path, you're tapped away from the love frequency. Yeah. Is when you're going to feel those eerie feelings, those mm. uncomfortable feelings. Get back into love. Get into it. Get into the love frequency and let that guide you. Yeah. I love that because I um, shout out to Drew. We both we both know yes. Drew, and he we actually trained with him, and he's an amazing trainer here yeah. and a yogi. And what I loved was when I was filling out like the intake form, a lot of his questions I had never really seen them anywhere else. It was mm. so uniquely catered to the individual. He was like, "So, what do you like to do for yourself?" outside of working out yeah and it made, made me think i was like oh well i like to read like <laughs> i like poetry <laughs> photography but you know fitness is like like anything else it's not one thing it's a whole part and it's a journey mm-hmm. and i think that that's a beautiful reminder of exactly what you were just talking about in terms of our varying needs mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. Go back to the root of what makes you happy. Right. What makes you smile? Like, what literally brings you joy? Yeah. Like, what do you love to do? Yeah. Like, that should be the first question. What do you love to do? Without anybody watching, 
What would you? What would be the first thing? Right. You know, if you could choose to do anything in this moment, what would that? Anywhere, be? any with unlimited funds, yeah. like no limitation. Literally. What? What, would what do be? you love to do? Mm. And I think that would be a good way, a good little um, exercise mm-hmm. for people who are trying to get into this like. I know you have a manifestation workshop yes, coming up yes. and I think that would be a really good way for people to start prepping their minds because that's sure. going to be a powerful way. It, it, it stems from awareness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Asking yourself the questions I think is really important because we think we know ourselves, Yeah. but like you said, you filled out that intake and it like triggered a new awareness of self yep. in you just by being asked these questions. Exactly. So yeah. it's, Clarity. Yeah, my manifestation workshop, I'm ex- so excited for it because I feel like, like I was saying earlier, when I speak, I also learn because I feel mm. like messages come through me that are also for me. As a vessel. That yeah. Happens to too. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I make sure I record this because I need to listen back <laughs> yeah. to what I said. Yeah. Um, and I have so much to share with all the different philosophies. And it, I mean, the root of it is definitely removing yourself from lack mm. like lack thoughts lack energy all of that yeah and how to like clean that out yeah. in different applications and how to remove lack from your life yeah so that you can literally just be in the flow of abundance and i feel like even when it comes to um going back to love yeah. and like a lot of people's goal in life is to find a loving relationship mm-hmm. right you crave companionship that's why there's more than one person alive so that we can <laughs> come together that's why we love Truly. community yes. you know we love people yeah. and i think that one of the the biggest things that i've utilized in my life i've never this is not to be braggadocious at all this is just literally my testimony mm-hmm. i've never wanted a relationship I remember you told me that. <laughs> yes. My sisters will attest to this. And my whole family. They're like, but you're always in a relationship. And I'm like, I know. I don't know why. And I'm like, I don't know how I got here, but... Are we together? Yeah, I'm my boyfriend, I guess. But it's like, it's because... I'm grateful for this. Um, maybe it's in my DNA. I get it from my dad, but he loves to be alone. Yeah. And he really genuinely like <laughs> learned to love himself. And that mm. came from trauma oh, yeah. of being, you know, one of eight and like all the things that he experienced as a child yeah, where he like had to learn to love himself because a lot of it was just, yeah. it was all he had. Right. And so uh, that's the beauty is sometimes that we can look at it from trauma is that mm-hmm. we can give us you these can pull these superpowers. Yes. And he just handed that down to me. Thank that. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) And I love being alone. But at the same time, I'm always in a relationship. And so I think that, you know, the thing that is consistent with that manifestation is Mm -hmm. that I've always been just in the flow of like whatever is the Mm -hmm. best. Like I don't need, I don't, like I want, like that could could be cool. Like it's nice to have a companion and someone mm-hmm. to share and like a partner to like do things with and grow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't need yeah. to have that. And there's a big difference to be happy. Big difference. Yes. So defining what mm-hmm. the difference is, I think is really where we can start to, um, bring more awareness to where we hold lack. Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, what advice, I guess, my question is, would you give specifically to women? Because I think the, a lot of the narrative with black women is that, you know, 
there is just no love right. <laughs> in the community. Yeah. And so it's hard mm-hmm. because I can't I can't take away from those experiences. Mm-hmm. I do see the struggle. For sure. And I think that it, it makes it makes it harder for women to have hope right. in that area and Absolutely. to feel like and I think what's also sad too is that there starts to be more self-hate so it's like they feel like they have to compete against their own people Mm. you know what i mean so what advice for black women would you offer you know in that particular circumstance yeah i think that that's ancestral Mm. i think that that is post-traumatic slave syndrome i think that it is tied into the idea of separation of the man from the home i mean it was even continued when they did the um the whole welfare program and how that was created and how you can like get more money if the man is not in the home. Wow. So it's yeah. been like um, compounded and continued in so many different ways. And but and I portrayed think portrayed a media. Yeah. Yeah. So I think media is changing because there are a lot of mm-hmm. uh, black creatives yes. who are stepping into power in the media and in entertainment, which is beautiful. Praise be. So beautiful. About time. We need to see. Representation is so fucking important. Talk about it. In all aspects, yeah. right? Okay, but I digress. <laughs> so I think that it comes down to the fact that now, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing that I'm noticing, is there is a lot more talk about black men healing. Mm. Because shift we, the narrative. Yeah, yeah. We cannot begin to shift our existence and how we interact with each other if we're not unpacking all the darkness and shadows and healing ourselves women are disgruntled and frustrated and hopeless and so they just look at men for you know financial and then there's like that whole pull of war i'm not going to just provide finances for you and it's like this crazy dynamic crazy where it's like push and pull. Yeah. yeah and i feel like if we hold space for black men to heal mm-hmm. is when we're really going to step into love and yeah. unconditional love and be able not to say that you know there's any particular dynamic that needs to happen i just think that healing is a big part of being able to love in a healthy way because then you're not passing that down to your kids right. and their kids and right. like, you know messing it up for, for all the yeah, other the lives. expectations can begin to change yes. when people heal themselves yeah. and i think too maybe we won't be having so many codependent relationships period if um we allow men to be more emotional beings mm-hmm. i think that just is across the board like in all you know walks of life in all colors of people like men are very suppressed emotionally and that is a big part of why Mm -hmm. the dynamic is extremely unhealthy in most cases so i always like to you know shout out different instagram pages that be giving me so much inspiration (laughs) because my explore feed is really just a lot of quotes and (laughs) it's mixed with a little ratchet too some ratchet reality tv in there but there's balance. an account balance. Yeah. <laughs> there's an account that I started following. It's called Men Who Feel. Mm. So I would suggest to the guys who really want to do that healing yeah. and get in touch with like, you know, your emotional side, if you will, because I do really think it's super important. Um, check out Men Who Feel on Instagram. There's like a lot of really healthy, just practical reinforcements. Love that. And what you were talking about in terms of representation, mm-hmm. I just felt that deeply to my core because we need i just know like when i was growing up 
I loved. There were so many different like black love movie love stories that I just grew up. And I was just like, ah, this like makes me feel so happy. One of my favorites. Um, did you, did you ever see Love and Basketball? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Abby just had to check. First of all, I played basketball. Second of all, my name is Love. <laughs> okay. See, so I no, yeah. keep forgetting like how. So amazing that movie i mean you could watch it like any day and it will never be bad to me mm-hmm. um also last year this movie came out um did you see the photograph no i need to see that i forgot okay. about it so i think it's on like amazon prime uh, if you don't i can give you my I password love both those actors so yes there i loved it it was a really i thought it was like beautifully mm-hmm. done um yeah Issa Rae is incredible she is just a powerhouse yeah and i think you know, seeing a, a woman that's, like, not just, like, um, telling a stereotypical story. Because mm-hmm. I think that's an issue, too. Like, even if we just take, like, the black culture out of media, mm-hmm. I do still think, and I don't know if you agree with me, but, like, I still feel, like, a little bit jaded that you grow up thinking that fairy tales are supposed to, like, your life is supposed to look like these things that are on TV. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like... They ride off into the sunset and live happily ever after. And to me, I think that that does more damage than good to have those played out. I think now some of it is changing. But I think that, you know, in our time when we were growing up, that that was what was like put out there. So it's like the expectations of love to me were unrealistic. Mm, Because then you get into a relationship and you're like, but you're not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think the beauty of love is the contrast yeah. and how you interact with each other because... And learn. Yes, the whole point is to continue to grow, right? Yeah. So we are stifling our ascension mm. if we're literally that whole two become one thing. I mean, ugh, that's like a thorn <laughs> in my side because I'm like, no, the whole point is to be two separate people yeah. who decide to journey together right. and constantly have contrasting opinions ways of doing things and then you both help to like mold each other into the best versions that Mm. you can be as individuals and then you become this powerhouse because you go through the trials and tribulations of love and loss and life and death and all of that like that's (laughs) all supposed to be a part of the human experience and when we look at things like you said where there's representation where it looks like we're supposed to avoid all that to really be happy yeah that's a false pretense like that's not truly what this life is going to give you and what this life is really about it's a lie yes Mm -hmm. it's a lie lie. use a lie (laughs) she had lied so i'm like now you know i'm 38 and i'm i still can't believe that Thank get, you. Get out of here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I think that I'm f- I'm just, I mean, we always say this at different stages of life, right? When you're like a teenager, you think you know everything. And then you get in your 20s and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I know. <laughs> and then you get in your 30s and you're like, oh, wait. Now. And now I'm like approaching 40 and I'm like, I think I'm finally starting to <laughs> like... It's not supposed to be that we're all supposed to like the same things and do the same things. Like I have... You know, friendships where obviously we're drawn to each other when we have an affinity for similar, right? Like, you know, like you and I are both tall, black, from islands. Like yeah. there's many similarities that kind of yeah. like, oh, we're, we're each other's people. Yeah. But at the same time, like 
we have so many different things different about stories. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's the beauty is that like I can learn from you and you can learn from me. Yeah. And we just are here to hold space for each other without yeah. judgment and yeah. allow people to be all the beautiful colors of the rainbow that we are. Mm. I love that because I feel like when you use that whole like rainbow, it really speaks to me specifically in the gay community. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of what I love about our friendship is like, yeah, there is zero judgment there. Right. And that's something that I've had to actively, you know, look for in my relationships mm. after coming out because I, you know, pretty much have been judged my entire life right. <laughs> and, you know, put into these boxes. And I think that, I don't know, I think that, um, Speaking to that experience as a gay man, I think it's hard to feel safe. And I, I want to yeah. talk about that word. Yeah. Because I think that with love, there should be safety. Mm. Because back to the removal of judgment, it's like, I don't have to wonder right. if you say that things are fine, but secretly you are looking down on my lifestyle. Right. <laughs> because who wants, like people can sense that. Well, that's me. not unconditional It's love. not that's unconditional. That's conditional It's love. conditional. Yeah. But that's like that's unfortunately back to representation that's yeah. what you know society has put out there yeah and now people are it's 2021 and i was talking to my friend about this yesterday people are still afraid to be themselves mm. it's sad yeah and like i even had to like check myself in terms of my own judgment because i remember not long ago when i was in that category of being afraid yeah. and i was just but here's the reasons why you know and so people have to take things out in their own timing. Mm -hmm. But that's what I love about what you were also saying about um, constantly loving the person's growth because you're, I'm not the same person that I was even just Last like, time we recorded our podcast. Like, let's keep it real. Right. You we're know, growing every day. That was every a week moment. ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I want to see that. You yeah. know, I like... I love that you brought that up because I think that's an important part of finding unconditional love is when we can allow people to grow. Yeah. And like the biggest test of that mm -hmm. is going back and spending time with people who've known you from childhood or yes. from a long time ago, right? <laughs> because they remember an old version of you. Yeah. And I think that it's very eerie and also interesting how there's so many similarities that mirror what a computer is and what our lives are in the mm -hmm. sense that it's like, well, we upgrade our programs all the time. Like mm. It's always coming out with the new iPhone, the new whatever yep. this, that. And advancing our technologies, right? Yeah. Like that is a mirror, an extension of our consciousness is this technology that we yeah. create, right? So then let's mirror that back and say, we are not supposed to be the same. Mm, let me upgrade. Yeah. Yes. And like, yeah. let me, uh, let me hold space for people to upgrade how they want. Like yeah. some people want to stand in line and get the new iPhone every single time it comes out. And that's their prerogative. I'm not going to go and do that. <laughs> that My say. grandma has done it. I'm not sure to she do that. She brings her little chair. She said they bring her water because <laughs> she has gray hair. She's adorable. I love it. We but love to see it. To, yeah, we love to see it. Like, we love to see it in the sense yeah. that we love to see you doing you. Growth. Because it doesn't, it's coming from lack when I'm trying to put your put my judgments on your life like mm. why like why why do i need you yeah. to live how i think you should live yeah i'm not in your body i'm not living your life you're not harming me in any way so it's none of my business <laughs> like do you and let me respectfully watch. respectfully <laughs> yeah. namaste namaste because 
the light within me sees the light within you. Like mm. seriously, like Recognize, we're saying that in a joking yeah. way. No, but, but like, it's true. Namaste. Like that it should be the policy of love. Overall, overall like, yeah. I see you and I acknowledge you mm-hmm. and I don't need to agree with anything. And I mean, this is like... Next this, level. <laughs> yeah, because this layer can go all the way to like people who literally are hating you yeah. for who you are. And you decide to stand in love. That's the Jedi master. There you go. That's right that, there. Yeah, that's the levels yeah. that we are all aspiring Help to be. Help me, Jesus. Yes. But ultimately, it's continuing to head in that direction yeah. is really that all we can ask of ourselves. Mm. Because, you know, there's so many layers to our the wholeness of our being and our perspective on love. Mm-hmm. And I think that we also have to remove judgment from ourselves. Okay, so I'm happy that you said that because I want to touch on grace. Yes. Because I feel like that is hugely tied to love. Right. Is giving grace not only to ourselves, Mm -hmm. but to our partners, the people that, you know, we hold in such high regard. Yeah. And that's something I would always, always hear my mom talk about growing up. And that's why I'm such a big believer in grace. Mm. And especially now, you guys, when we are dealing with the most turmoil that we've seen in our lives in terms of um a deadly disease and when you think about um where the state of a lot of black relationships have been in the past and we're talking about shifting the narrative i think that what we forget is healing is really messy and ugly (laughs) you know because it's like oh i want a healed man i want a healed woman right but are you willing to see them through that mess and i think that's where grace comes in because you know, even like I was thinking for myself, like all the changes that I've been really trying to make. And it just is one of those things where I'm like such a like go getter in terms of like, okay, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna meditate, and then I'm going to, you know, reach out to this friend and I'm gonna like do this workshop. And it's just like, dude, chill your little behind down. Because <laughs> right? like you're doing the most and like it's coming Literally. from a good place. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's coming from a good place, but it's just like, Grace allows the freedom to heal without forcing. Mm. Like, what is that? What's the saying? Flowing, not forcing. Yeah. We just yeah. don't flow. And yeah. now I'll stay. Right. And yes, you're going to do the work and do what you need to do. But some days the work is sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Rest. Rest. Rest and rejuvenation. I mean, even in the practice of yoga, it's the Shavasana. Basically, if you're unfamiliar with yoga at all, at the end of most yoga practices, you lay down and it's like basically called dead man's pose it's just to literally allow your body to process it's my favorite pose right (laughs) my sister says that too but it it, it's i know that i always see the memes too where there's like all the different poses and then somebody circles the shavasana is like i do yoga every day (laughs) i didn't even know you didn't even know it didn't even know it because yes exactly like rest is such a huge part of really being able to grow at a healthy pace mm-hmm. that we have forsaken for so long yeah. and one of the silver linings of koviki is that <laughs> we had a whole gang Girl. rest that maybe you didn't even want the universe that said y'all sit are doing the most down sit, sit <laughs> you are doing yes tired of this yeah we went on a timeout and so let's carry that with us like we were mm. saying before we started recording yeah like, the whole thing for me is that um i want to come out of being forced into a situation externally i always want to be mindful of like okay if i have to go through a hardship 
I, I want to gain something from yeah. it. Because What's you can't avoid hardships. No. Like you're going to have we hardships. We need them. So what can I gain from this? I've gained self-love. I've gained appreciation of rest. I've gained uh, learning how to have stronger boundaries. I've learned just how to redirect what I'm doing and the intention behind it. Yeah. And to just, you know, like you were saying, you were doing the most. So being, <laughs> being as intentional as I possibly can with everything that I do. Intention. Intention. And I think that that's... Um that's a good place to start to wrap up because I do feel that intentionality is one of those things that is lacking mm. in cultivating love. Yeah. Especially self-love because... I love cultivating. That's a great word. You know, it's yeah. like when you think of like a garden, mm-hmm. it's like you you have to take that time to right. pour into it. You patience, have to have grace. patience, grace. And you also have to have a vision of right. what you want it to look like. Right. So that's why I'm super excited for your manifestation workshop. Can you shout out and let me know when it is? Yes, March 7th. It's a Sunday afternoon, evening, 5.30ish. It's on Eventbrite. It's on all my social media. Um, I'm going to be blasting and posting it as much as possible. But yes, if you just search on Eventbrite for Manifest Your Magic. I was hosting mm. the New Moon Circles. And I decided to take that to a different level and not necessarily tie it to the moon, but just tie it to life period to share all this information and knowledge that I have just been like digesting over the last few years, really. Um, And it's on a sliding scale so that it's affordable for everybody. And I'm also happy to give scholarships because I never want finances to be a reason that people don't have access to anything that we offer. So And we love to see that. We love to see it. (laughs) Yeah, no, truly. But I'm so happy and proud of you for doing this because we were just talking about growth. Mm -hmm. And like this is just such an exciting new part of your evolution. And like I I really do think that a lot of people are going to be blessed through that. Um, but I do also want to drop some quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Quotable. Uh, but these are a little different because, okay. again, I was scrolling through Instagram actually this morning. And another one of my favorite accounts is We Are Not Really Strangers. Have I told you about them? No. Okay, so I think I mentioned because there's a game that comes with this. So oh, it's like, you mentioned yes, the game. That game. And okay. this is like not your typical game. If you like look it up, it's really designed for you to get to know people better. Cool. And it's like it asks all these amazing questions. I freaking love it. If you haven't heard of it, you should check it out. Shout out to Katie. That was the best freaking birthday gift. So thank you for that. Um, but I did want to show or read some things that they posted this morning. Mm. And it was specifically speaking about hard truths about love. Mm. So it says, everyone's love looks different. Some relationships are put in your life to show you what you don't want. Mm. Love doesn't need to last forever to serve its purpose. Mm. You can be in love with someone you don't like. (laughs) Not everyone can love you the way that you need. That doesn't mean that they love you any less. That also doesn't mean that you need to stay. Mm. The person you love may evolve into someone you no longer recognize. That's okay. Yeah. The version of yourself that someone loves may evolve into something that they no longer recognize, and that is also okay. Mm. Sometimes the most loving thing is letting go. I thought that was so beautiful because I think that it comes full circle to what we were talking about in terms of freedom. Yeah. You know, I'm not grasping. I'm not forcing. Mm -hmm. I'm flowing. Yeah. 
and there's a release in that and some right. of like the best lessons that I've learned in love is from letting go yeah because then it opens up space for more and as much as we want to go on and say that we know ourselves we're all on this journey of learning so much more totally something that I like I never thought that I would be attracted to that and then I learned like oh wow like this is a new layer of uncovering Earl and I'm learning more yeah to me that is the root of love. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Barry White. <laughs> Give me those baritones. Baritones. Um, but yeah, I do feel like we want to send extra love to our black friends and family, our BIPOC, and just anyone who needs it right yes. now. Sending so much love. So much a month love. of love. Celebrating Black History Month is such a beautiful thing. It's yeah. everyone's history. Yes. And it's such a beautiful time to tap in. We only have 28 days, so really tap in quickly. Girl, dive in. Get to the root. Quick, 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 quick. She's moving. <laughs> She's moving. And grooving. But cheers to love. Yes, cheers to love. We love you all we so much. We love you all. Until next time. Yes. Peace out. Aloha. Ha <laughs>